I'm Bridget Magnus, and this is Getting Real Estate in Vegas. You are watching the Vegas Video Network, and we're really happy to have you here. So today we're going to be talking about um, Las Vegas real estate. We're going to be talking about why our prices are going up. No, I'm not crazy. I did say up. And we're also going to talk a little bit about disaster preparedness. But first, we've got the Friday figures. All right, well, it's been another exciting week for real estate in Las Vegas, believe it or not. Um, the number of available units is down yet again to 8,704. Let's not forget those four. They're important. Um, that is down 17% from last month. The median price on a single-family home is up 7% from last month to $140,000. Remember these numbers, they're going to be important later. Um, the median price on a condo is $57,000, up 4% from last month. And the median price on a townhome, $80,000. That is unchanged from last month. Now, the number of listings we have that are foreclosed properties is 1,473. That's down 24% from last month. Amazing number, you'd have to agree. Median price on those is $107,000. The um, number of short sales we've currently got available is 3,598. That's down 27% from last month. Median price on those, $116,000. Now, we do also have 3,600-some-odd non-distressed properties for sale. That's down 5% from last month. And the uh, median price on those is up to an amazing $193,000. Yay, I like hearing numbers like that. In the last 30 days, we have closed 3,595 properties. That is up 5% from last month. The median sales price was 107,000, up 2% from last month. And the median list price, 109,000, which is unchanged. Um, in addition, we do have 13,960 properties under contract to be purchased, up 8% from last month. 5,165 rentals, and 2,965 new leases. So let's move on to a little bit of news. Um, some new study says that 24% of our um, closed sales nationwide are foreclosures. Gee, I can't say I'm shocked about that in the least. Um, over 11 million homes are underwater. Also, not a big surprising figure, needless to say, um, Las Vegas does have more than its fair share of underwater homeowners. Interest rates were down this week to 3.9% for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. And the Case-Shiller report for December shows that um, housing prices hit a new post-bubble low. Ew. All right, well, we're going to take a little bit of break and be right back with the main part of our show. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com.
All right, now if you've got questions, problems, or suggestions, go ahead and get your email client ready to roll because you can reach us at gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. For those of you who are more verbal, we do have a toll-free hotline. That's 866-966-4599. And of course, if you're watching us live, we've got live chat. Special thanks to those watching on the Vegas Video Network, those of you who've downloaded your favorite shows like Pub Crawl via iTunes, those of you who have uh, found us on YouTube, thank you, we appreciate you, those watching on Roku, and those of you who are listening on the radio on Friday evenings, that's KSHP AM 1400. All right, so let's get on with our main topic, which is why our prices are going up. But first, I'd just like to um, talk to you about something that um, my uh, sales manager um, told us about yesterday. That I, I just wanted to slap the person who wrote this. According to Trulia's Housing Misery Index, Nevada is the number one most miserable state for, for real estate. Wow, you wouldn't know that to listen to my show, would you? The things that they cite are a housing misery index of 73.4, a home price decline from peak of 60%, and a projected home price change for this year of 13.9% down. Well, you know, that doesn't jive with any of my figures. How are we going to be down 13.9% at the end of the year when we were up 7% in a single month? How do those numbers work together? Shirley, I think you need to find yourself some new researchers because I think they're leading you astray. Sure, it's true that prices are down 60% from the peak. Sure, it's true that we've got 12.6% unemployment. But if you're going to talk about where prices are going from here, I think you need to know where they're going right now and that's up. So why the heck are prices going up? Well, the first uh, and biggest target is the law of supply and demand. We have gone from you know 10,000 some odd listings a month ago, 16,000 listings last year, to 8,704 today. Well, what happens when you have something that is scarce? Prices go up. Low supply results in buyers willing to pay more and buyers who are willing to bid up in multiple offer situations. Now, part of why we've got rising prices is it's in the mix. Quite simply put, people are snapping up the very cheapest properties. I really couldn't begin to tell, well, I could begin to tell you why, but I don't think it is a good decision for many people so these low-priced properties are going away fast, and as a result, that drives the median higher. Remember that median is there's half above this price and half below this price. So that when I say that the median price on a single-family home is $140,000, that means half of the available homes are, are selling for more and half for less. Um, so that's uh, another one of the issues. Um, something else that isn't getting talked about as much as maybe it ought to as far as a factor is something called AB 284. AB stands for Assembly Bill. Basically, this is a law that says banks actually have to prove they can foreclose on a property before they go ahead and do it. That law went, ahead, uh, went into effect in October, and the difference was immediate. Instead of putting in hundreds of notices of default daily, they were putting in 
a dozen, two dozen daily, slashed the numbers of foreclosures in the pipeline. Um, now um, we are having more judicial foreclosures, and um, it is taking 9 to 12 months to get a court date, according to attorney Gary Fales, who came to my office and spoke this week. By the way, he's going to be doing a great seminar on asset protection for short sales this week, and if you need more information, go ahead and email me so that I can get you the information that you need. Important topic. Recommend everybody check into it. The next reason that we have prices going up is quite simply an investor feeding frenzy. And this is kind of a mixed bag because some of our investors are experienced people who know what they're getting into, and some of them are inexperienced people who've been lured in with the promise of low prices and fabulous prizes. Nobody mentioned that to get the fabulous prize, you actually have to put in some hard work. Um, another factor is that renters fear that they're going to miss the boat. Oh my goodness, this is going to be my last opportunity to buy a property and pay less on a mortgage than I do in rent. I have to act right now. So all of these factors together, the renters, the investors, the people who are lured in by the low prices, they're, they're all piling into a boat of low inventory, pushing prices up. And the last thing that's helping this happen, that's creating this perfect storm, is the low, low interest rates. When have interest rates ever been below 4.0 for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage? And when will they ever be again? Again, this does play into the whole fear thing. Everybody's afraid that they're going to miss the low interest rate. The low interest rate is definitely encouraging buyer interest where there might not otherwise be any. So in a nutshell, those are the six reasons that I think that prices are going up and Trulia is just flat wrong. Okay, now in this spot we would often have a what were they thinking, we don't today. If you have seen something crazy that a homeowner has done, that a realtor has done, that a developer has done, oh please, for goodness sake, send it to me at gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. In the meantime, we're going to move on. So who wants some real advice? Jacob does. Today on Real Advice, we're talking about disaster preparedness. Now, sad but true, there have been some storms in the Midwest this week, destroyed a lot of property, killed some people. My heart and condolences go out to everybody who was touched by that in any way, shape, or form. But it is a sad reminder that all of us do need to prepare for the worst, even as we do hope for the best. So let's talk about what kind of disasters should we be preparing for? Well, first off, there's natural disasters. Now, what kind of natural disaster is, is, is even in the mix depends entirely on where you live. Depending on where you are in this great nation, you might have to worry about floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunami. Yes, there are parts of the United States where tsunami is actually a concern. Hurricanes, windstorms, landslides, volcanic eruption, mostly Hawaii, but some West Coast. Let's face it, Mount St. Helens was in my lifetime. Fire, and my favorite, zombie apocalypse. Now, there are also, of course, man-made disasters, such as pipeline eruptions, chemical spills, nuclear accidents, huge auto accidents, train derailures, terrorist attacks. 
And I'm also just going to say that there's kind of an other topic as well. Um, the only thing I can think of for other would be in the event that we have some sort of pandemic, but it's still worth pointing out that it is a disaster that maybe you should have a plan for just in case. Now, it doesn't take you a lot of time to plan, but you need to, to at least have some idea of what you're going to do if any of this stuff happens. First, most important thing is to have a plan. So one important part of your plan is for some of these, you're going to need an escape route. You're going to need to know how to get out of your home in an emergency. You're going to need how to know how to get out of your neighborhood, perhaps even out of your region in the case of some of these emergencies. So, you know, spend a couple minutes with Google Maps thinking about your escape routes. Spending a couple of minutes now while you're, you're relatively at leisure is a lot better than frantically punching things into your iPhone when there's a fire or, or an avalanche headed after you on the hill. Yeah, plan for it now. It's better that way. And you're also going to want to have a list of emergency numbers. Um, friends, family, police, fire, your insurance agent. Do not forget to have your insurance agent's phone number because in Almost all of these, you're going to need your insurance agent when all is said and done. Yeah, not so much for the pandemic or the zombie apocalypse, but, you know, for the rest of them. You're also going to want to think about having some disaster supplies on hand. Um, you're going to want shelf-safe food like canned soups and canned vegetables. You are going to want to have water. I, I believe the... the um, the guideline is a gallon per person in your family per day. You're going to want to kind of cycle through that so that, you know, you're not drinking, you know, three-year-old uh, cans of water. But, yeah, you need to think about that. You're also going to want to have a first aid kit, perhaps some camping supplies, portable grill for cooking if there's no electricity, ice chest. And depending where you are and what kind of disaster you're expecting, maybe you even want to have a generator on hand thinking about, right? Um, believe me, prices on generators go up, up, up when there's a power outage. So think about this before the outage. Uh, you're also going to want to develop the skills to pay the bills. Learn a CPR. Learn first aid. Know enough about your neighbor to be able to help your neighbors and get some practical skills on board. Would it kill you to know how to light a fire without a match or how to tie some useful knots? No, it's a good idea. Even if you never use it, it's fun to know. Now, my last thing for disaster preparedness is to send you to a bigger resource than me. And that is, if you have more questions about disaster preparedness, you should go to the feds. Ready.gov is a federal website all about preparing for pretty much any disaster they've thought of. There you go. So then, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. It is a lovely Friday, even if it is a little bit cold, so do be careful this weekend. Um, remember, email, gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. Toll-free hotline, 866-966-4599. Live chat is going away when we go off the air, so you're not going to want to do that. Be sure to tune in next week, where we'll be right back where we started. Um, let me think. There's something else that I need to say. Yes, if you have a personal real estate question, be sure to look up my personal contact information on BridgetMagnus.com. And I hope you have a wonderful day.